For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Friday the 18th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here. I'm joined by Shad Mullet-Wicker. Uh, look, I mean, I know your commentary on the socials about me getting a mullet. Um, I know I'd look good with a mullet. You'd look beautiful with it. It's a reference to yesterday's show, but I will not be doing it. I'm an undercut man. I'm an undercut man, okay? You know, I, I dig the undercut, big fan, but I just think that the way things are moving, it's the culture, it's the vibe. You just need to clip the sides off, Shad. Look, it's not happening, Dan. It's not happening, all right? I know that you probably have pilot or whatever the hell's going on to try and keep your locks together, mate, but you can't come over here and start messing around with my hair. I've got a solid head of it, mate. Yeah, you're actually doing all right. Get jealous of this. The peaks get are coming in, though. Got to be those widow's it, peaks happening on the edges. I'm happy with my head of hair for my age, so you can be jealous of it. Nah, fair when enough. When you get to 41, let's see how you're going. Mate, I'll still have this with 41, mate. I'll be running the locks. I'm going, this is staying on until it's grey. I want to look like a brown wizard. To be honest, mate, your um, your peaks look like they're grow- just starting to grow in. By the time you're know. my age, your hairline should be about here at your eyebrows. Oh, this is making me too sad. Let's talk about sport. <laughs> All right, than- today on the show, we're going to be talking basketball uh, with the FIBA happening at the moment or the Australia versus the world, Boomers versus the world. We're going to be talking soccer, a bit of AFL, NRL and some rugby. <laughs> Have you heard about Cell AED? It's the world's first mini personal defibrillator. You can keep it at home, the office, or even in your sports bag. Cell AED is game-changing technology that you can use if someone has sudden cardiac arrest, which can affect anyone from kids on the sporting field to adults at home. Sudden cardiac arrest happens suddenly with no warning. You only have minutes to get the defibrillator on the person affected. That's where Cell AED comes in. You can help save the life of someone you love. Every home should have a cell AED. It's really a lifesaver. Learn more at cellaed.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. So yesterday, Shad, Australia beat Sedan, but uh, Jock Landau seriously injured. Did you see the rolled ankle? I did. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. It's a lot to come down on a little bit of a rolled ankle there, mate. Um, that, yeah, that was a tough. That was a tough looking uh, injury there, which is a bit of a shame. But great, st- solid win by Australia, eighty-eight to sixty-seven over the basketball powerhouse that is South Sudan. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, the basketball commentators need to pull back their like over-the-top voices a bit. Uh, I seriously struggle to understand them. And they were like, uh, when I was watching it, they were going, Landau, Landau, you won't be flying to Japan, Landau. And I was like, who's Landau, Landau? And I'm Googling Landau, <laughs> and it's Landale. Mm. But they're, they're stuffing up his name, you reckon? Or is it just they're trying to put on one of no, those they're just NBA... trying so hard yeah. to talk like this that it ends up <laughs> sounding like they're eating a sandwich. <laughs> Just shot pot shots at the end. Mate, they're getting their chance right now. This is the most yeah, eyes no, that the basketball's getting. You know what I mean? They've they got to shoot their shot, dude. 
Um, do you think that uh, Australia need Landau for a, a successful campaign over in Japan? Oh, look, I think we need everyone we can get as we fly over yeah. to Japan to, to yeah. take out this FIBA World Cup. But, you know, I, I said it a few weeks ago, I think we've got a good, we've got a great Australian squad for this FIBA World Cup. Unlike yeah. the Americans, we're stacking ours, all right? We're not like, yeah. Yeah, even though an American B roster is still insanely good, but... You know, we've got some of a great NBA experience and I think I still am confident that we could win this thing. Um, so we hopefully we'll see some serious action because as you keep saying it, there's NBA players littered throughout the whole tournament. Mm. Um, are there any teams or players that you reckon we should be keeping an eye out for? I mean, I just think it's, in- it's always interesting to watch Team USA. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, even course. though the big... The like, dream team. Well, yeah. like, some of the story this week is it's not really a dream team. It's more of an afternoon nap type side <laughs> when you look at some of the names in here. But, you know, like, there's no one in here that you'd be like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, geez, my Brooklyn Nets have got two players in there. And, you know, we're not amazing. <laughs> but it, it's going to be... I, I think it's just going to be quality basketball you know you're gonna have like i think donkish is going to be playing uh in this FIBA world cup i could be wrong there so you've still got some big names in the international space that are going to be out there playing for their team but the european sides are growing more and more they're they're strong international basketball sides so there's going to be some quality um games taking place why do you think the um, top American players don't care about playing for America? Is it just a money. monetary thing? And money. so they're just beyond it because they're yeah. so wealthy. It's money and the NBA season is 450 games. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know it's I mean? like, it's like a, why would I you're tired and you're well fed. Yeah, and there'd be probably... I would not be shocked that you know some owners would be like, don't go over there. Yeah, you're not going. Yeah, Olympics, yeah. I think, is a different story altogether but I think the I don't think the owners give a sh- like give a shit about the fever is there an age limit on the Olympic team because you know how with the soccer they're all under 23 I'm not sure okay well let's move on let's talk about soccer or world game whatever you football. want to call it football down at Fed Square in Melbourne I think it was you that was saying it looked amazing it was going off the yeah. party there at Fed Square but uh, they've closed the site down because of bad behaviour yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I probably jinxed it. <laughs> what? Well, obviously, it's because of the flares and stuff. But hey, we've got to let off some steam, okay? England robbed us of a beautiful World Cup final. Yeah, but I don't know when when we when I saw that loss, I just felt um, sad. I didn't feel angry. I felt genuinely sad mm. because it was a bit of a miserable moment. Yeah, it did suck. But it, I. Look, it's a shame that you know a small group of people or a group of people ruin it for the rest of us. But let's be fair with Melbourne; it's not the worst thing that's happened in Fed Square. Well, I reckon <laughs> it's also it's remember the conversation about <laughs> AFL fans versus NRL fans. Yeah, I think you could be using that as material for that <laughs> argument. <laughs> um, so, one thing I wanted to ask you is, what do you think about? Um, uh, so, the Matildas have really captured the eye of Australia. Um, and we've got the Paris Olympics taking place next year. The Oli Roos coach, Tony Vidmar, has named a 23-man squad. Do you think Australia will taking more notice of uh, will start taking more notice of soccer in general since the Women's FIFA World Cup, or are we just too besotted with the Matildas? I think that it's going to be really up to how Football Australia kind of attacks this. 
Okay. Rugby's going to try and do it with the World Cup that comes here for the men's rugby tournament in a few years. Um, You've got to capitalise on the groundswell. And the way you do that, I think, is more through grassroots than than necessarily being like, we've got to get every Matildas game on Channel 7. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's more about really tapping into a lot of these young fans, um, boys and girls, especially the girls that were at these games. Like I'd say the other week, like some of the stories from Suncorp and stuff from throughout the tournament and, and getting that groundswell, that fever pitch going, obviously getting more Matildas games on is going to be the main cause. In terms of football in general and the Oli Ruse, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Oli Ruse are going to get the same kind of hype. You no. always see a post-World Cup bounce and it's just what the sport does to capitalise on that moving forward and how smart they are about it. Like rugby did a great job in 2003 when we lost that World Cup um, with trying to kind of, you know, oh, look how big this is, rugby's great, and rugby was pretty strong then. But, we were a powerhouse, but, uh, but then they was, shit the that bed. That was already, was already great at that point. Yeah, I mean, but then the, they shit the, the bed. The 90s they, rugby was amazing. But they, they yeah. shit the bed straight after 2003 by, you know, yeah. messing around with their domestic sport, not investing in it properly, you know, not trying to the, get the right deals. And, and rugby yeah. dipped almost, what, within three or four years after the World Cup. Rugby yeah. started to really start to taper off in a domestic sense. Yeah, So absolutely. it'll be on FA trying to prop that up. It'll be a big time for the A-League to try and – the A-League and the W-League, or A-League women's as they call it now, um, to really try and capitalise. And that's by putting games in – locations that I think would really tap into fan bases. You mentioned rugby. We're going to be talking AFL, rugby and NRL after the break. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Did you see the press conference with Eddie Jones yesterday? Uh, He sort of lost his block. Mate, Sassy Eddie is... I'm here for a bit of Sassy Eddie. Yeah. He's been doing it a bit lately, which is exciting. I'm one of the negative Nancys he keeps banging on about, all right? I've been very negative about the Wallabies. But him having a bit of sass about him... I'm I'm excited for the ride. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I think it's- I really feel like uh, Aussies in the media think they have some sort of authority or you know like the the kudos to to weigh in on subjects and Eddie Jones actually has the experience and the you know the weight behind him and then he's got these little punks asking him annoying questions. I can see how he would just be like, you've got to shut the fuck up, you little fly. This is what the Wallabies need, okay? Because <laughs> we could potentially be a very underwhelming squad in the World Cup. But yeah. I'll keep watching if Eddie Jones is propped in front of a, in a microphone and people ask him questions he doesn't like. I'm here for sassy Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see Brad Davis, the assistant coach or their attack coach, quit suddenly? Yeah, I'm not really sure about the story behind this, but maybe it's yeah, maybe it's, it's the fact that our attack's not very good. <laughs> I don't reckon it would be. It has to because it's listed for personal reasons. Oh well, then now I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, we don't know. That can mean anything, right? Could mean that he doesn't like the cut of Eddie's jib. 
could mean that he doesn't think it's a winning side. Could be his mum is sick. Well, we could know? read we into it know. a million ways to one, but um, it'll be interesting to see how we go against France this weekend. The warm up match. We're going to get French- pumped. French rugby is just amazing. I say it over and over like a broken record. It's amazing to watch. If you ever get a chance to watch French rugby, if, if there's, do it. If, there's, if this game is going to instill any confidence in the Wallabies fan base, in our Australian fan base, we need to keep this within three points. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That would be confident. That's the only way a loss would make us feel confident. I think the general expectation by everyone is that France is going to absolutely punish us. Yeah, but this is also going to be now. You would assume we'll see the full expected Wallaby starting side, mm. even though we've seen some of it in previous games. But this will be like the confirmation. This is going to be the team. This is who we're going to be backing, uh, and it's going to be interesting. A lot of experience no longer in that side. I also love that. I like new. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that's like, yeah, let's like. I like change. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to see what we yep. can put together, and maybe we're the surprise packet. Maybe we are the crazy fairy tale story of the of the World Cup, where the underdone Wallabies, where the mighty ducks, five where the wins mighty ducks. from twenty three starts yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> come in and somehow yeah. string together a World Cup charge and win the bloody thing. I uh, I think Wallabies this year should fly together, change their name to the Mighty Ducks, and we'll win. We need to change our name to the Dingoes. Something that instills a bit more fear. Yeah, I agree with that. Dingoes is good. So yesterday we discussed AFL mullets. Today I want to talk about AFL tattoos. Um, Did you see this bloke? He had a premonition Mm. and in his mind he saw Charlie Curnow kicking the winning goal of the grand final in the back pocket. Uh, (laughs) And he's gone gone out and got himself a tattoo that's, you know, one of those old school 70s cartoons, AFL cartoons. Yeah. Um, of a Carlton player, and it says Premiers 2023. Yeah. Do you think he's brave? Is he psychic, or is he just a f- I, I fucking think, idiot? I, yeah, I think I worry. <laughs> I worry. I don't like, you know, it's hard enough to get a Carlton win at the best of times. I mean, they're on such a streak right now. It's It's got bad juju. You know what I mean? It's like getting, no, it's like getting th- a tattoo of your partner's name early in the relationship. It's like it's doomed to fail. I don't. I feel like they're different things. They're I not. Feel like this is w- the exact is, same. No, one is love energy, <laughs> which just just makes you do stupid, retarded things. That's what. And that's the what the love for is, Carlton is. You do you stupid that's, things. You reckon he's in that love energy right 100%. now? He's writing. He's a Carlton He's writing fan. poems. He's a Carlton he's, fan still. That's he's love. writing songs. He's writing songs for Carlton right now. <laughs> Mate. Do you, you know one thing I learned as a, as a younger bloke was you know all these things you see in movies where blokes do romantic stuff and write a song for a woman or any of that sort of stuff. My advice to anyone that's young and might be listening is don't fucking do it. No, it's creepy don't as hell. It. Women hate it. Yeah, it's creepy as it's fuck. It's so creepy. I've I've done it and it's gone down You've so done badly. It. Oh my god. Well, I wish you? I could go back in time and have a word to myself. <laughs> so does that mean you won't be getting a warrior's tattoo, Shad? No, I won't get a Warriors tattoo unless they win the comp. You, you think it's like a mock? Also, I wouldn't get a tattoo of my side of like the Warriors if they won the comp because they won the comp. I'm the fan. I'll say we won the comp. But aren't but you I'm a warrior when you're a fan? When you're a fan like that, aren't you a warrior? Yeah, I'm a Wars fan, but I also just I don't know. No, I don't no, really no. You like... just said I asked are you a warrior, not a fan. No, I'm are a you... battler. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so I I always thought that people who are fully into it. Uh, like 
they feel like they're part of the team. Yeah, I say we. They're like, you know, I always get pulled up by this for, from players where you're like, we, and they're like, oh, we, is it? And you're like, ah, oh, shut up. I'm a fan. But I'm not a fan. I'm not big on the getting the tattoo of your team because they won the premiership. If I played in a squad and won a premiership, yeah, I'd get a tattoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. But unless I'm unless I'm an old man, if I'm a real old man that's been going for my team for, I've been going for this team for 74 years and I haven't won a flag, then I'd probably do it. Because <laughs> who cares if you put a coffee stain on an old couch? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, mate? It's not a young couch, so I feel like you could probably do it now. Having a look at last night's game, Sharks versus the Cowboys... 32 to 12 win. That's a solid win. I think the Sharks are back and it hurts me to say it. But the stats wise, they, the other thing is, is like, the, they bet the, the, the win over South Sydney, South should have been far more competitive. And the Sharks absolutely pantsed them. That was impressive. Yeah. Beating this Cowboys side, who were coming off a pretty awful, two back to back awful games, then a bye, and then to come out and have a bad game again, it's an indictment on what's happening to the Cowboys. Am yeah. I convinced that the Sharks are a top four side, which at the time of this recording they are because of the live ladder? No. Are they a top eight side? Yeah, 100%. But I think that defensively this Shark side has still got a lot of questions to be asked. But I think it's safe to say that the Sharks are back. I think the Sharks are back. So if you are a Sharkies fan, then you better be uh, absolutely pumped about the fact that your attack is now in full swing and you're seemingly playing good enough in defense to beat some of these better sides Cowboys you could put a line through them now is it a Broncos Panthers grand final I think it's shaping up to be yeah Mm. I think it's very much shaping up to be which is kind of perfect because the way that their seasons have gone the the Broncos are one of the handful of sides that have beaten the Panthers and it was at the very beginning of the season yeah (laughs) so it's like it would be quite fitting for the last game of the season to be between the two of them and it's the one side that everyone's touting can beat the Panthers. So, mate, you've got at least three teams of that you go for in the top eight at the moment. You've got South Broncos. My family Warriors. is South. I live. I worked for the Broncos. Yeah, Warriors. But I've been a Warriors fan since I was little. Okay, so since we're talking about your teams, the Warriors are playing tonight, Chad. Yeah, up against the Sea Eagles. This is like I feel everything's a must-win for the Warriors because I've been burned so many times before. Two points clear of the Sharks. Storm is still yet to play this weekend. That top three, that third spot on the ladder is not secure. Even the top four isn't secure, thanks to the Sharkies' win. So they'll really need to beat Manly. Uh, I don't. I, are you you sound stressed about that? I, I don't am. think that you think that they can't beat Manly, mate. I think I've Manly watched, I've watched so the Warriors in the last few weeks. Here's the thing: I love the Warriors, and we're winning, which is great. And wins matter, but mate, we. Let the Raiders come back when we were up by like 16 or whatever, 18 points yeah. to nil, and they ended up coming back and we had to win in golden point, 21-20. This is the last few games. Pump the Sharks, almost let the Raiders win. We were struggling against an, a Titan side that was a man down for 80% of the game, right? And then we finally got two tries at the end to make the score look more respectable, 28-18. to 18. And then the Tigers almost beat us, and again, it was a late try to make the score look respectable in the last week. So we're not... We're not amazing. We lost Jazz Tavanga yesterday, hamstring injury. He's not going to be playing, um, which is a big loss because we've been waiting for him to come back and hit form again that he was earlier in the season. And Manly are the great spoilers. They still believe they've got something to play for, um, even though I'd probably put a line through them. 
that like they could ruin our party. And then this is a weird thing, but the Warriors at home have been good, but not great. They've had a couple of hiccups at home, uh, and playing back to back in New Zealand is definitely an advantage. But I'm a little bit concerned about them going up against the Eagles. That being said, the Seagulls suck. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. So you <laughs> I know, I said that. But the Tigers were bottom of the table. They're bottom of the table, and they pushed us last week. So I'm nervous always, always nervous, never yeah. confident. That is the life of a Warriors fan. Um, but mate, it sounds very stressful <laughs> it being is so you. So stressful. Big, yeah. big game that I'd say um, to watch uh, this weekend is the Knights and the Rabbitohs. This is a defining game. 7 v 8. If the Rabbitohs lose this, their game against the Roosters at the end of the year will basically be a win and in, like pretty much, um, the way the ladder's starting to shape up. So, And for the Knights, if they win, it pretty much secures them a top eight spot, you would think. So, really important game between two sides. That's it for Afternoon Sport. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Shad. Cell AED, the world's smallest defibrillator. Big thanks. And we'll be back on Monday with your daily dose of sport.